I met with a psychic my first time. She told me my future. She told me everything. And I was hooked like a fish on a line, not realizing there was danger on the other end. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist On Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems but found answers in a real God. Lately, we've been talking about the power that psychics possess and where that power comes from. Sometimes when you're driving around, you might notice a sign that says psychic. And you might wonder, why do people pay money to go see these people? Or maybe you have had an experience with a psychic and you felt like it was a good time in your life. Are psychic powers real? Is there a dark spiritual force really behind that power? In our last show, we had Harrison Jones detail for us how he was raised in kind of an agnostic spiritual family. But when his parents divorced, his mother got into new age teachings and then started following psychics. He told us of his first experience with a psychic that made him an instant believer. He was hooked from the experience as a young child, falling in love with this idea that he was special and had special powers that could be awakened inside of himself by going through these training classes with the psychic. Today, he's going to talk about how deep he got into these practices and what he experienced before becoming a Christian today and why he no longer practices these things. Harrison, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Anna. It's good to be back. Harrison, it's really good having you with us. And thank you again for sharing your experience with us of how you started believing in psychic powers. And I understand that you were invited to these Wednesday night classes and you had already talked about what you did on these times where you guys were like praying for each other and doing all this stuff. Was it always accurate, would you say, during these times where you're meeting with the psychics or was it just kind of, you know, sometimes guessing? Where was this coming from? Where was these words and knowledge coming from? Of course, I know it was real power and it was really very accurate. In fact, the first time that I went to this out in the forest and we were practicing, you know, giving a word for someone else based on without even knowing them. And I hadn't met anyone at that point. Hmm. So I instantly opened myself up to these spirits and to these powers through the meditation, through oh. all these things that we were doing. And then through that, this kind of power, you know, began to flow through me to be able to do this. And so I gave a very accurate word to someone about being actually a carnival, like a circus kind of thing that week or recently. And she said, you know, that she'd been to one literally the other day. So I knew it was a very accurate thing. And I couldn't have just guessed that, especially it was the first thing that I said to her. That's crazy. So basically, these are maybe spiritual forces that were acting in and through you then. Is that correct? 100% and looking back they were dark spiritual forces and they call it spirits of the dead but really this is the demonic forces and and this is very dark and very dangerous to open yourself up to but at the time it felt like good kind of like it was rewarding to open yourself to these spirits correct Yes, and at the time, I was lured in by the fun of it, the thrill of it, and the desire for power, And mm. But as the Bible teaches, this is the trick of the devil. The devil is real, Anne, mm. and he tries to lure you in with these powers and with this you know, desire for these things so you can experience this, but then he eventually turns it on you. Well, let me ask you a question. You must have felt like power doing this, because I know as a young man, you told us that you had low self-esteem, 
and you always saw yourself as weak. So suddenly with all this stuff, how did you feel yourself at this point in your life while you're doing all this, you know, fortune telling and all that stuff? Yeah, exactly. And having been very lower at the school and, and having been bullied so strongly, I felt really for the first time in my life that I was very special. I felt that I was unique. Mm. I felt that I had power. I felt I had something that other people didn't. And I felt that it gave me a one up on people, you know? Wow. So it did make you feel that way. And you experienced that like at school, would you try to do this kind of stuff with other people at school? I never tried to actually do it on people at school because it was during the school years that I was really growing in it. Mm. And I began to go further and further than when I went to college in uh, the US, but we call it university in the UK. So it was like a little secret and you just felt like you had this power inside and it just made you feel better throughout growing up in school. It made me feel better. It made me feel powerful. It made me feel unique and special that I wasn't this kid with low self-esteem with this identity. Mm. It gave me a new identity and I suppose that's what it really did. Wow. It sounds like that. Now, how deep into this stuff did you go? What else did you experience? Yeah. And I went deep into this. I was at a point where these spirits of the dead that they call them, I would hear them speak to me. Oh my gosh. I would wake up in the middle of the night and, and these spirits would speak to me about new age psychic things. And it was a genuine voice speaking to me about what was going on. They would tell me things. And so I was communicating with them, the spirit communication. That's what spiritualism is, is communication with these spirits. I was meditating every day, you name it. And all of the stuff that's out there today that people talk about in this kind of movement I was in, chakras, third eye, tarot cards, angel cards, lucid dreaming, astral projection, and you name it. I've experienced it. I've lived it firsthand. I'm not, you know, someone from the outside looking in. I've experienced it all myself. So lucid dreaming, like what is lucid dreaming? Yeah. So lucid dreaming, and they're actually saying now that it's a scientific thing that they're able to prove and that they're talking about in society even now. And so lucid dreaming is when basically you become aware and conscious in the dream that you're dreaming, and then you began to actually control the dream. Mm, Like a video game. Yeah. And so it's a real thing I've actually experienced. I remember the dream. I think I was in a corridor or something, and I suddenly realized in the dream when I was trying to do all this, that I realized I was dreaming and I had a sense of realization in the dream that I was dreaming. And it was a real like kind of wow moment. And then you like took over. How did you train yourself to do this? Yeah, so there's many different ways in this sort of new age spiritual movement that you can train yourself to dream. There's different techniques, for example, training yourself to wake up in the night, kind of trigger that in-between state of your sleep state, or just general things throughout the day. In a dream, and obviously, things aren't crystal clear like they are in reality. So when you look at your hand, and then you look away, and then you look back in a dream, there'll be a different amount of fingers on the hand. Oh, that's crazy. So I would do that throughout the day. And then when I did that in the dream out of habit, out of subconscious, it would trigger the fact that I was dreaming. Whoa. So here you are and you're constantly waking yourself up to make this happen, basically. Correct. You're kind of waking, sleeping, trying to find that midway. Yes. So, I mean, honestly, you're kind of psychologically tormenting yourself in this practice. In a sense, it's not like super healthy for you. But I mean, people are actually doing this. They're trying to get into this like halfway midway point. Is that right? Of course, and yeah, you're trying to grow in this movement, and it's all about enlightenment. It's all about trying to become higher frequency. It's all about trying to grow into a better, more spiritual version of yourself, so you're operating in these better emotions and things. And so that's what I was trying to do. I was on this path. Interesting. So you said higher frequency. What do you mean by that? 
Higher frequency. So in the New Age movement, it's generally seen that negative emotions, say like, you know, anger or something like that is viewed as a lower frequency emotion and that the higher frequency emotions are peace, love and joy. Mm. What we know from the Bible that it talks about are, you know, godly traits and characteristics. And it's viewed that these traits are the higher frequency traits. And so we want to move on from these lower frequency ones to the higher frequency ones. Interesting. So according to the New Age and psychic powers, how did they try to attempt to do this? So there's many ways, obviously, the belief in different things like crystals and meditation mm. and mm. just progressing on this path of enlightenment and self-realization and, you know, actualizing yourself into this better version of yourself through these spiritual processes. Interesting. So it's really trying to be a better person. You know, it's very spiritual. But then I understand that you discovered later on that these spirits were not these friendly spirits, but they were actually demonic and were against you. I want to talk about that. Let's stop here because I want to talk about how they turned against you in our next show. Because as things were great, I understand it wasn't so great and something really bad happened. Harrison, thanks so much for showing us more about what you learned from the past. And I'm really excited to hear about what happened next. So thanks so much, my friend. Thank you, and I'm looking forward to share. Hold tight. I have some things to say about what you just heard right after the break. Hey guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right and he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe $10, some of you $25, maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. But we can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to AwakeningTheNations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? Now, as I'm listening to Harrison's story, you know, I understand that his teacher engaged as three things, a psychic, a medium, and she was also a tarot card reader. And as a young man, he fully brought all of this into, like, it was his reality. He was being taught this and it became reality for him because of the experience he was getting again and again. As I'm listening to his story, it sounds like such an innocent practice of just, you know, meeting with people, reading their futures, connecting with spirits of the dead, helping people to understand their past, etc. It looks quite appealing. But what was really happening to Harrison's soul during this time period of his life? You see, as he was connecting to these spirits, as we were talking about in our last show, we understand that these are demonic spirits, according to ancient scripture, not dead family members at all. What is the effect of what Harrison was doing? It's written in Leviticus 19 verses 31. Give no regard to mediums and familiar spirits. Do not seek after them to be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. You see, what was happening to Harrison and what was going on was in his soul, he was becoming defiled. Now that word for defiled in Hebrew is tame, which means to pollute or to make oneself unclean. What is it about these spirits that makes them to pollute one's soul? 
It's almost like there's some type of transfer. You know, it's like a dirty entity like entering into you. Ancient scripture always refers to demons as unclean spirits, like they're foul. So the Lord, who is light, who is clean, who is the spirit of life, wants us to stay away from unclean spirits, that unfortunately they will defile our souls. And one of the pathways is what young Harrison is doing, the mediums and all that stuff. It looks innocent, but it's really not. How does someone get free from being unclean? Can you just take a shower? Now, in the spiritual realm, it does not work that way. However, God himself can cleanse our souls. It's written in 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Beloved, if we confess our sins, we come to Jesus. He will apply his precious blood that he shed on the cross and purify our souls. Lord Jesus, we're coming to you. And I'm praying for the person who's saying, gosh, I am defiled in my soul and I need to be cleansed. Lord Jesus, we confess those sins to you. We release them to you and we thank you, Lord. Please apply the blood of Jesus into our lives. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony and I know that your life was touched. If you have a testimony to share or know someone who does and would like to share it on our show, go to AwakeningTheNations.com and click Guest Audition on the top menu. See you next time.